You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? some untapped day i am one of your hosts rj zimmerman with the upgraded setup i am here with my good friend monte ball how are you doing on this uh nice sunday good i'm doing well i am doing well um happy easter for for those those tuning in um but all is well on my end how about yourself I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, I, uh, spent yesterday kind of obviously upgrading the setup a little bit, getting some more stuff in the background. I'm very excited. I'll move a little bit so people can really get the, uh, feel for what's going on here. Yeah. And then wait, wait for it. And now you're not looking up at me, you know, you're looking like right at me. So, um, I submitted an emote, so our subscribers will have an emote soon. Uh, Looked up some really cool tips to help us be better streamers. And yeah, it was a pretty good day. Can't complain. And then Outriders has been just fantastic. Really fantastic. So, uh, hey, Carrie, how you doing? It's good uh, good to see you. Have fun talking to your mom. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Carrie. How was your day yesterday? My day was good. Um, my day was very, very good. Took the boys to the zoo. Um, so that was exciting. Obviously, it was a great weather here in Wisconsin yesterday. Same for today, but uh, it was a good time just to get outside, enjoy the weather, um, enjoy some family, check out some animals, and uh, yeah, really just, you know, kind of detaching from my phone it was pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, yesterday was a good day. Yesterday was most definitely a good day. But today, yeah, I'm excited to chat about um <clears throat> excited to chat about the holidays with the family, obviously, because today is a holiday. And um, you know, obviously those who are sober going around family um or family gatherings. Um, you may obviously come across alcohol. Uh you may come across possibly other drugs and um you know, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because I know it's tough. It's tough for some some people. Um, some people tend to stay away from their family if their family's not really respecting, um, you know, what it is they're going through. Um, others try to, you know, muscle through it of some sort. But um, my question to you, RJ, is uh, what are some tips that you think that, uh, you know, some good, healthy tips for people who may be, you know, a little hesitant to go around their family during holidays just because of what it all may entail? That's a really good question. Um, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, that's that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're, that's not that far from the truth. If it's, yeah, if you are, if, not, they, if they are a massive trigger to you and you know that they're a massive trigger and they aren't um, 100% in with you, being sober and yeah, 
skip this year. Skip this year. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, just don't don't do it. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. If if yeah, again, you weren't too far from the truth there. If you're not in a comfortable place, um, with your sobriety, if 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 the foundation is not as strong as you want it to be. <clears throat> And yeah, then then you got to take care of yourself. I don't think it's a selfish thing to to refrain from family gatherings or going to family gatherings if if you believe that it's going to jeopardize your sobriety, especially during the holiday times when you know if if your drug of choice is alcohol, when alcohol is possibly flowing, um, get that music going. So yeah, it can be a trigger for some. I guess another tip would be to maybe try to have that conversation with your family. You know, I know that may be tough for some people to, to open up and just be real and, and just kind of throw that out on the table just because you're afraid of the stigma, afraid of judgment. Um, but that's just another healthy tip that you can possibly utilize is just bringing it up to your family, maybe chatting with a few of them uh, or, or, or what have you. I think it's just an important topic that we are discussing just because it's a holiday today. And people want to be around their family. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about this around Thanksgiving. Like, I, yep, I have not been shy from sharing that uh, my hometown is a trigger. Uh, even when I just hear the name, I think of everything that I did there that I regret. Part of the part of what I need to do for myself to get over that is I need to have. Um, I need to go there and do more fun things. I need to make new memories. I need to change the narrative. But right now, I just don't want to do that. Um, part of it is, you know, around Thanksgiving, I was talking about uh, not being in tune with my family, uh, especially when it comes to my kids and COVID. Um, hmm. I think it, it's fair to say that uh, my family has not taken it as seriously as me and my wife have, and they've held that against me a little bit, which is fine. Um, that is what what happens with family and everything that's going on right now. Who knows? But uh, having a conversation, having a conversation with them, uh, can go a long way. And it's tough. It's tough to have that conversation. It's tough to start it. You can go into mm-hmm. it thinking you're going to have the conversation and right. you're what you're talking about. Your phone call is going well and you just decide that, you know what, I'm just going to let this sit. But at the same time, you don't have that conversation. Things will not get better. So, right. but I'm, I'm also talking about this from my perspective and uh, you know, I, I'm not always the best at that. So don't let it, don't hold it against yourself if you don't do it because it is hard. And right now at the holidays, um, spring's here, long lockdown. Yeah. It's on the horizon. It's, you know, mental health is very fragile right now. So it's okay to protect yourself. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's really good points. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, you got to be a little bit selfish. It's okay to be selfish when it comes to your sobriety. And if you feel as if it's going to be jeopardized, Going around your family during holidays, going around your family during certain holidays, um, you got to take care of yourself. And 
And I think that also is a conversation that you'll need to have with your family as well, too, because they may, they possibly will be calling you selfish. Oh, there's no possibilities. They will. (laughs) Right. And I think that's where the education needs to come and where you then need to tell them, you know, my sobriety is the most important thing to me because without it, then I have nothing. Then I, then I, then, then I won't be a present family member. I won't be a, you know, uh, tax paying citizen. I won't be, um, you know what you want to be. So the sobriety is your most important thing. And that is something you need to be selfish with period. period. And that's, that's a really good point too, because a lot of recovery is being happy with yourself, being, um, being okay with where you're at coming, coming to terms yeah. with yourself, admitting that you, uh, have this, you know, uh, substance dependency, uh, admitting that you need to make a change. And that is, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to make that. Um, it's not easy to make that choice, make that first step. The first step is honest, honestly is the hardest part, but that doesn't mean that everything after it's easy. It just means that you made the hardest decision. And just because, uh, let's say you, you know, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. We've been uh, really big with the following the sobriety community. It's been a lot of uh, relapses and falling off the wagons and stuff. Yeah, that doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't doesn't mean that you know you you stink like you you know you're not a good person. It just it's a stop. It's a sidestep. It's it's whatever you want it to be. If you want it to drag exactly. you down and drag you back into it, it will. But if you want to use it to get stronger, to try again, like that's all that matters is that you keep trying. You keep taking those steps forward. Yeah, I always tell people, <clears throat> you know, the, the relapse. Having a relapse does not mean that the growing side of you has stopped. That's just what it is. It doesn't mean that that side has ended. It just means that you possibly just need to go a different route or figure out a different route or, or maybe like you said, a sidestep, figure out, okay, uh, maybe my tools aren't as sharpened as they need to be. Maybe my craft or my, you know, the way that I go about staying sober, my thought patterns or what have you, or the avenue I chose to get sober. Maybe I need to strengthen that. Maybe I need to figure that out. So relapse is some people say it's part of the journey. What I like to say is that it's doesn't mean that that growing side of you that you have been working on is over that it's ended. You know, figure out what it is that that went wrong and move past it um, and move past it. Easier said than done, of course, but that's just, that's just life. You just gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. Absolutely. And you already came to terms that you need to move past uh, where you are right now. Um, You need to make that change. So give yourself credit. Give give yourself credit because credit's due. And yeah, I think that that, I think that's really, really important. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think this would be a good time to bring up that, uh, to bring up those questions. 
from one of our one of our listeners. Good good luck uh at the holidays. Good mm. luck with family. Right. Um we want to thank everybody in the community because uh we've been getting a lot of engagement which we love which is what we want which we what we really want. And uh we have some questions that were asked on the YouTube comments. Uh some people say don't read the comments but we're not big enough for that to apply and we can actually get back to everybody who uh, responds. So uh, this is from Will and he's asked uh, questions before that I've responded to, but I asked him if we could put this in an episode and he said, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so it's coming out of our motivational interviewing and recovering recovery coaching uh, episode, our conversation. And he wants to know if we have been challenged by anyone regarding the path we are on, or if someone has pointed out you may be coasting, how you reacted and responded. Uh, Self-reflection is important in one's recovery and true self-reflection. Oftentimes we blame others or things we don't want to own our issues and problems, and it just creates more hurt for our loved ones and other people around us. So how do we both self-reflect honestly and make amends with those we have hurt in the past? Sometimes I like this one. toxic masculinity, it makes it difficult for us to accept the truth or deny it. And as men, we can be arrogant and disrespectful without know, knowing it. And I agree with that last point. That's why I wanted to make sure I put it in there. So... As far as coasting goes and being challenged by somebody about coasting, uh, I'll let you start, Mons. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing, if these, so obviously these questions were directed towards us. I think that we, you know, not trying to toot our own horns, but I feel like the both of us at least aren't coasting. Um, We're at a comfortable point of our sobriety to where we now understand where we want to reach out and help others. We want to reach out and share the message. We want to reach out and continuously build this, strengthen the recovery community of that community. So I guess when it comes to the word coasting, subjective in a sense, um, because coasting may look differently for some others, uh, from other people compared to what it looks like for us. But I guess in a nutshell, it's, you know, what are we doing today to help ourselves and to help others? And I think it's this podcast. Honestly, I think it's this podcast reaching out and sharing and, 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 and talking about how you can make it through another day today being Easter. And so, although, yeah, I do always feel like there is room for improvement always because it is a journey. Sad part about this journey is you can never reach the finish line. <laughs> it's always a right. race. It's always a journey. Um, your you, this recovery journey, but, um, but yeah, just continuously learning. And I really love that last part as well, too, about that toxic masculinity. Um, that's a real thing. It is a real thing. And unfortunately, in our American society, we do not encourage men to reach out for help. We do not encourage men to become vulnerable to talk about things that they may be struggling with just because it's such a patriarchal structure. The traditional way for a household is for the man to not talk about his feelings, to be the breadwinner. Yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not the case anymore. We need to start talking about toxic masculinity and how that impacts not only yourself, but the ones around you because of learned behavior. So 
I highly recommend that people either educate yourself on toxic masculinity or if you are already educated with it, speak on it, talk about it, help to tear down that barrier um, just so that we all can grow together as men. Um, hopefully that answered it. Did I? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, did, uh, have you been challenged? Who has challenged you? And how did you react? Oh, um, um, have I been challenged with your sobriety? No, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe I've had, I have been challenged. Um, and to be honest that, that, I mean, I think, you know, this individual who, who asked this question, um, we most definitely appreciate the questions, but challenged, um, no, I've not been challenged. And I would not appreciate, I don't know if someone would challenge me because my sobriety is my sobriety. My recovery is my recovery. Um, so I'm in recovery when I say I'm in recovery and challenge that. Yeah, I don't know. I love the question because I don't know if I would take it so well. I don't think well, I don't think I would. <laughs> because, it, you know, if somebody's taking their time to challenge you. It's not going to be some stranger on Twitter or someone on YouTube. Um, right. Like the the way that the question was worded and this is no offense to to Will because yeah. um I really I really appreciate the question. It took me about four times to read it to really yeah. understand what he was saying because at first it comes off like it's uh it's all kind of confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um like if somebody is challenging you, it's someone that knows you well, who has, is there, right. who understands, you know, recovery. It's not going to be just, you know, your cousin that you haven't seen in three years. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be somebody like, uh, that you go to AA meetings with. They, they, exactly. you, uh, someone who really knows you. Yeah. And I mean, it could be easy to say that, you you watch us for an hour, hour and a half every week or listen to us and uh, think that you know our recovery, but you don't know what's going on up here. However, I will say that before we started doing the podcast, I was definitely coasting. I was not working on bettering myself. And I would even argue that... Um, like October through December, I was also hit another coasting level where I, I've been, I've been, first off, my partner challenges me a lot where if I'm, if I'm not a hundred percent present, if I'm, which she doesn't expect a hundred percent presence a hundred percent of the time, but it's just like, if I haven't been for a long time or like if I get to the autopilot mode I've talked about before where I go to work, come home, feed the kids, put them to bed, go to bed. And then like, that's all I do every day. When I get to there and we don't have conversations, she does challenge me. And, um, she does see like when something's bothering me or, uh, I'm just not working on stuff. I just, um, I almost think that I was a dry drunk for like the dry drunk for the first 
four years of my sobriety. It's just, I had so much going on in my life that it just, it, I didn't have to think about it. It was just like between work, relationship, buying a house, getting, you know, honestly work took so much time and then starting having a kid like, and then having the second kid. I didn't have any time to think about it. I didn't have any time to work on it. Um, uh, the only things that I really had time for were working. And then, uh, I would play video games every once in a while, but like I would try to go out and play basketball or softball as much as I could. But like, I didn't work on myself, so I didn't have much for growth. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> And then I would love for you to continue. Yep. I feel like people shouldn't feel almost feel bad for that coasting part because there is a million ways up this hill. You're right. And and if and if you are a dry drunk and you are successful at it, then who am I to say that <laughs> that you're coasting? <laughs> well for being sober but, for you. But at pay. the same time, if you don't if you don't address what the underlying causes for your uh, substance dependency was, then you're more likely to go back to it. But it can also be really hard to confront it. It can be really hard to uh, understand why you went to the bottle so much. It can be hard to reconnect with your emotions, right? Um, that's what I I really enjoyed about this question, and I hope that. Uh, I conveyed it in my answer was that it made me think. And honestly, I felt a little bit guilty. I think that's why I thought the question was confrontational at the very beginning, because I do feel like I was coasting. Like I was just like, I don't, I don't need to drink and I'm not going to drink. And so I'm good, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I was doing everything that I could in my recovery. Like one thing that I really want to do for my kids as a parent, is I don't want to put myself on a pedestal and I want to explain why dad doesn't have a beer with the other dads or why dad doesn't uh, go out, out to the bars and have a drink. Why is he drink Mountain Dew instead? I want to tell them why I want to, I want to explain to them. I don't, I don't want them to think that I'm a perfect person because I'm not. And I don't want, want them to feel like they have to live up to something that isn't true. And I think part of that is in my recovery, trying to be better with my emotions, move past that toxic masculinity. If somebody wants to challenge me to accept it and be like, well, here's why. Like, don't, try not to go straight to anger because I feel confronted, because I feel um, nervous or guilty or anxious about it. Like, Right. You're right. Your recovery is your recovery and you need to own it. But uh, the past two months, I feel like that I have to almost in the forefront kind of take it by the horns and have do more with it, do more to be with my, you know, emotions, to be better with my emotions, to share with my partner before she asks. Hmm. Right. Does that make sense? It does. No, no, no. It, it most definitely does. And it you're right about does. toxic masculinity because that's part of our issue. That is part of our issue. I think that's <laughs> why 
that's not why, but there, that is kind of some of the reasons that men don't feel safe sharing their feelings. They don't want to get vulnerable. They don't want to, we, we don't want to, uh, I don't know. We don't want to share. We, we, we confront yeah. one another because if somebody a isn't struggling like we are, or B is doing something we don't agree with, like we're quick to write them off, call them a bad person, say that, well, if you'd use your brain to such and such, like, and then anybody shows emotions, they're, you know, they're a wuss. Right. Right. Which is the unfortunate part. But yeah, I mean, I think I think those were great questions because you must definitely interpret them um, how you may. Um, it's just for me, with the education that I am receiving through or with the recovery world, et cetera, challenging someone is not the right approach that you need to have. I think that it depends on your definition of challenging. I think you're looking at challenging as being confrontational, calling you a liar, saying that it's not real. You only, but you only bring the challenging aspect in. And if you are a therapist level, I mean, if you are a sort of, uh, I guess, yeah, I don't challenging in the aspect of. My thing is this, if you're going to be the one to challenge somebody, um, and again, not in the confrontational route, I, I understand the, word, the the way of challenging someone, like asking sort of thought-provoking questions for them um, to kind of help steer them in the right direction if they're not. I understand that way of challenging someone, but I guess it's, if you are going to be the one challenging that person, then I hope that you have your ducks in a row as well. That's just what it comes down to. Um, because, I don't know, I, I, I feel some type of way when it comes to you want to challenge somebody on their recovery journey. Um, unless if you are, you have that medical aspect to it. Um, you just got to be careful. You just have to be careful with that. Yeah. You, you have to be careful with that. I guess that's just what I'm getting. I guess that's just what I'm getting to. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you have to be. We're not going to, we're not saying run out <laughs> and everybody who says that they're sober is saying, Say, well, are you really sober? What have you been working on in the past month? You know, right. what step are you on in AA and all see, this? That's like, what I'm. See, that's what I'm thinking. When it's no, no, that, no, 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 no. That's not like, what I'm saying. Whoa. It's like you can, you can really, and I, and I think there is some power in that, of course, too. Just like you stated, there, there most definitely is. I just caution people to be careful if, if, if you're going to take that route. And I think a good friend of yours, or, 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 or what have you. I think challenging someone, you're right, inherently is going to provoke feelings. Like it is going to uh-huh. have, you are going to be like taken aback for a couple minutes and you're going to, you're either going to lash back or you're going to say, well, you know, where are they coming from? Are they coming from a place of trying to demean me and put me in my right. place? Or are they coming from a place of love and they just want me to be better? To be my exactly. the best version of myself. So that's why I said I think you have to be careful with how you approach how you're coming with that challenging question or or, excuse me, or what have you. Because I just you know people in recovery we have big emotions. <laughs> we have 
big, big feelings, big emotions. So I just, I just caution you if you were taking the challenging route, you just, you be careful to be careful. So the second part of his question that we didn't answer, um, that we should go into now is, uh, you know, he'd like to hear our input on acceptance and important importance of acceptance and recovery, you know, acceptance yeah. of your past, your mistakes. Um, and then like forgiveness, like, have you forgave yourself, uh, you know, including your past mistakes and yeah, that, that's, you know, that's really, that's the hard work. That's the hard oh, yeah. process. It's so difficult to look at your past because you don't go sober because you're in a good place. I, I should say most people, right? Most people don't go into recovery because life is perfect. Life is grand. You know, you're making really good decisions. Uh, you wake up in the morning with a hangover, and, but you feel good about yourself. Like, that's just, that's not why you go into sobriety. So everybody has past mistakes. Everybody has, uh, you know, the, the, the feelings that they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't enjoy about their past. So how, what do you do about acceptance and forgiving yourself? Oh yeah, this is the good one. I'm an open book. Obviously everyone in my story, uh, you know, I was an a-hole. Um, was definitely, I was not a good person, not a good person when I was under the influence, um, not a good partner when I was under the influence. Um, and that's that toxic masculinity, uh, that toxic masculinity kind of, Toxic masculinity comes about when it's almost like you know that there's something that you need to correct with yourself, that you need to stop drinking or need to stop using or what have you. But that toxic masculinity comes in and says, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You know, let's not even open up that that door. You're fine. Keep charting down this path. Everything's good. And so um, for me, the forgiveness part obviously is just about how poorly I treated people. Um, and it took me a while to kind of get over. Um, or to forgive myself, I should say, um, took me about four years, honestly. And the way that I went about, you know, kind of getting over that hump, getting over that hill was, um, you know, honestly making amends, um, reaching out to those. I reached back out to those who I've harmed in my past, uh, and, and said my apologies and everything. And, uh, and, and, and receive some great feedback. And then a lot of praying, a lot of praying as well, too. Um, I understand some people aren't religious. Uh, some people don't go down that route, but for me, I love, I love the praying. Um, it's kind of, it's sort of like a meditation piece for me to really revisit some of those old wounds, some of those old mistakes and understanding that I'm a different person today than I was then. I think that's what you really have to understand. I think the forgiveness piece really comes about when deep down, you know that you are different than you were in the past. If you've put the work in, if you put the work in to really better yourself, whether it's therapy, whether it's assisted medication or what have you to help you stay away from your drugs, whether it's um, family, friends, whatever it is, AA, if you've really put the work in, 
to make amends to better yourself, that forgiveness piece comes a little easier. Um, so for me, yeah, it was that route that I took therapy as well, too. And it really helped, really helped me to forgive myself. But it took me a long time. It took me a long time. What about yourself? Oh, sorry. What were we going to say? No, I was just going to say, well, taking that first, that first step into uh, stepping into recovery, into sobriety, yeah. like that in itself is starting to take those steps to be a better person. You're not the same right. person you were before you. <clears throat> like both of us can go get a drink right now if we wanted it and it would be 100% legal. <laughs> right. But we, but we choose not to um, because we, we know that we cannot go back to alcohol. Can't do it. Yeah. I have a lot of the same feelings as you do. I, I have not forgiven myself for the past and the way that I try to make up for it is uh, trying to be better today. Like trying to, if I see right. a bully, like actually stepping up to the bully. And um, if I see somebody being mistreated, uh, I go out of my way to say, Hey, no, no, that's not, that's not okay. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, I, I do take the, Hmm. I do. I do somewhat resent myself too that I let myself get to that level. Um, I do struggle with this. This is probably the biggest part of uh, recovery that it, I struggle with yeah. is in myself is that I am very hard on myself. I still think back on things that I did in sixth grade, like things that I said, and I'm like, why would I say something like that? Or like eighth grade, or like high school, you know? Let alone. Waking up the next morning, remembering how I woke up the next morning after I drank. Go ahead. So um, real quick, Carrie, really, really appreciate your feedback in the chat. Um, really, really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing that information about yourself. Um, RJ, my question to you, man, is, and uh, my, my apologies for interrupting you. That's but okay. I, I want to, you, you stated that, um, so you, you do not want for your kids to place you on a pedestal. You know, you don't want to, your kids to believe that you are this perfect individual, this perfect father, because that's just not. Um, I, I I honestly think you were an amazing father, but obviously, as adults, we understand perfection is not attainable. And so my question to you is, so if you want your kids not to believe that, then why do you put your own self on a pedestal? We all make mistakes, man. You're struggling to forgive yourself for some things you've said in sixth grade. Seventh, come on. It's, I mean, I understand. But it has it's, more to do with how I made those people feel. It has more to do with. And again, I'm not. I'm not laughing. Obviously, no, no, you. no. I know what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. I want. Yo, I'm like you, you. Easier said than done, and and you you probably said some things in the past, but you know you're you're putting yourself on this pedestal. At least in my eyes, it's what it appears. Um thinking that you're supposed to be perfect from zero to <laughs> from birth to, to now. Um, but, but yeah. I'll let you continue. Well, like, <laughs> I'm trying to be the best person I can Yeah. today forward. And part of that is aiming for it. Right. I know that I can't always, I can give everybody respect until they give me reason to take that respect away. Um, mm. And even then, I can still respect them as people, even if they are 
not very not people who are easy to respect, right? They're uh, I got you. I have done that before and I'll continue to do that. I want to be the best person I can from today forward to make amends for the people that I have hurt in the past, like the feelings that, that I've hurt, sense. the people I've made uncomfortable. Um, that makes sense. I don't want my kids to put me on a pedestal. I don't want them to put themselves on a pedestal either. So like if they see me do it, I don't want them to follow that. I want to, I want to point out why you shouldn't do that. Um, that's just, Honest, honestly, it's like 30 years of learned behavior that is very difficult to uh, move past, you know, just like True. masculinity and they are limiting our emotions. Like, right. I didn't realize that I was limiting my emotions till like two years ago. And that's so that's 32 years of limiting my emotions. That is very difficult to move past in two years. And. Um, True. I understand that sometimes the process is slow. Sometimes it's not going to be tomorrow. It changes tomorrow, you know, but I'm as far as the acceptance of myself goes. I have to accept that I made those decisions. I made those people feel uncomfortable. I made people feel bad about themselves. I made people, I made really bad decisions and yeah. I hated myself in the morning. I don't hate myself in the mornings anymore. Um, you know, I have to be better from today forward to make up for those 10 years of heavy drinking. I'm glad it was only 10 years. I'm glad that, uh, my dad set me out that he had a drinking issue. So I was able to see that I had a drinking issue because I had that person in front of me that admitted he had a drinking issue, you know, um, it's not, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to admit right. that I had, uh, you know, a substance dependency, but I did. And I did, I know why I did because I had no self-esteem and that's something that I still struggle with is I still struggle with self-confidence, self-esteem, self, self-worth. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, um, I mean, you're it's at not no something, fault. Yeah. It's not something that I, I'm going to, I feel like I should apologize for, and it's not something that I'm going to apologize for, if that makes sense. Understand? Yeah, no, I, no, I think you, I think you explained that um, perfectly. Um, because again, we're learning from each other. We're learning from each other, and, and you just tossed me some nuggets right there. Where um, was it dipped well, in barbecue yeah. sauce or Chick Fil A <laughs> sauce? Chick Fil A sauce. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, that's a very, very important piece right there. It's that self. What can happen to some who hop on the recovery journey? Yeah, you have a lot of time now to think on your past. Like, man, was I really that big of an asshole? Yeah, excuse my language, but I'm like, why would I say something like that? Why would I do something like that? Or why would I? And again, um, people in the recovery community understand when you're under the influence, you, you can do some things that you wake up the next morning. You're like, whoa, like what got me to that point? And so I understand what you're talking about, that what can happen is they can transition into. And hopefully it hasn't for you, but 
I know to some people it transitions into some like self hate almost, which is such so unfortunate. You you get on the recovery journey, but then you start to think back on everything, and you're just like, oh my god, and then you're like, oh my gosh, and then I go, oh my gosh, and then oh my gosh, you're like oh gosh, I did that too, and therapy can help out big time for that. At least uh, speaking up for myself, of course. I had to do a lot, go through a lot of therapy, a lot of crying, a lot of just confusion because I was such a happy-go-lucky kid. Then all of a sudden, bam, you know, I, 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 I chart down a path that a super, super dark path, um, that completely goes against everything that was taught growing up, completely goes against what I believe. Um, and so, so I hear you, man, I most definitely hear you. And, uh, to those listening, if you are someone who struggling to really forgive yourself for some past mistakes, uh, please reach out to us. Um, you know, I was a perpetrator in a domestic violence incident. I physically and emotionally hurt somebody. And so it, it's, I, I, I understand it. I understand it. So yeah, please reach out to us. Both of us separately, together, what have you, and uh, we can we can help you through that because it's not it's not easy. It's not easy, and I'll be lying to you if I told you that I'm fully over it. Um, I probably never will be, and that's just probably something I have to accept. Yeah, that cycle of self hatred, it's definitely there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as it was. Yeah, I mean. Um, I think it, I, it it was worse remembering when I was drinking. Like I would drink in self pity. Um, right. You know, I still I still feel a little bit of self hatred every once in a while. Um. You just gotta. You know, you 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 named it therapy. Yeah. Talking with loved ones, like give you, and then giving yourself credit for what you're doing right now. Um, you know, try with, with me trying to, um, trying to be a better person now and trying to, uh, trying to treat everybody the way you want to be treated. Right. Um, trying to treat everybody with respect, create an environment Mm -hmm. where you can have fun and you can. Uh, also be hardworking, also do uh, things that make sense, be open with everybody while you're making decisions. Be Right. <clears throat> it can be tough. It can be tough because there's going to be people who just, they, they flourish making people feel bad about themselves. They do. Right. Right. Uh, and that's, being able to see that, being able to move past that, that's that's difficult. That's really difficult. Uh that's something that I struggle with today. Like mm-hmm. um it's tough. I don't have the answers. But uh, you know, right. I did I did feel myself going to this self hating kind of uh part of my cycle and yeah. losing some self confidence. <clears throat> and I could feel myself getting more toxic, like more easily frustrated more uh anytime anybody says something to me i take it to extremes extreme negativity 
anytime that, uh, you know, a situation would happen, I would blame myself. It's my fault. Like all this stuff. It's like, you know, so I told, told my partner, like I need to find a new therapist and I need to go back to therapy. So. Which is a good, which is awesome, man. You, that uh, you have to be able to trigger on this stuff, like self trigger eventually, yeah. not right away. You don't have to do it right away. You don't have to do it alone. Find the community that helps you. Like I really, really recommend the recovery posse on Twitter. Like they are unbelievable. They're supportive. <laughs> they're real. They, hmm. like, since, you know, we talked to sober lady, Nikki, she's been huge there. Uh, yeah. Carrie has been wonderful to follow. Um, just all these positive people yeah. on there that are will- just, they don't even know you and they're willing to give you, give you their shoulders to absolutely you know, prop you up to give you an arm. So I highly recommend looking that up. No, they will- you're making some great points, man. I think the biggest thing that I kind of want to touch on that you just mentioned when you just spoke right there is that you don't have the answers. Like we don't have the answers. We don't. And we don't want for anybody to come to our podcast and feel as if, you know, we're the, we're the all say and, and what, what we say goes, I guess, like we always talk about a million ways up that hill, a million ways to hop on the recovery journey, a million ways to stay on your recovery journey. Um, but what we like to share is what we struggle with. And that's, that's a big one, RJ, that you just mentioned. And, and for myself, yeah, I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to our listeners. If I sound fully healed, absolutely not. Uh, I don't think I ever will be ever. Uh, fully healed from um, from causing physical and emotional hurt. Um, and so, you know, I go throughout my days questioning if I'm really a man, you know, how, how big of a coward am I um, to do what I did? Um, question if I'm ever uh, going to be trusted in another relationship. Question many, many things, but also mainly question how is she doing? Is she going to be able to trust another man? Are her parents going to be able to trust her partner? Are her parents going to be able to sleep at night? I think of that ripple effect. Not only did I impact her life, but I impact the lives around her. Um, and so it takes a long time. It takes a long time um, to get to that forgiveness path. But uh, the beauty about, just like what RJ mentioned, recovery posse, the carries out there, um, this recovery community, you could put yourself around people who understand what you're going through and just to have those conversations, just to feel that love, just to feel that, that's just that lack of judgment, which is the great thing about it is, is an environment that you can grow in. And so this is a journey you guys, and it's not easy. And we are not medical professionals. Uh, just talking about personal, our personal experiences, trying to be vulnerable, show people that you can do it. Um, but that was, that was really good. That was, um, I appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, it's a little piece from my book. (laughs) Oh, when is that? What are you talking about? What book? Uh, so my book just finished its editing process. I'm shooting for, the middle last week of June to release it. But uh, what I stated is exactly what I state in my book about that ripple effect. Um, 
because obviously my story is a memoir, but when I speak on obviously domestic violence, I'm not, it's not about me. <laughs> it's not about me. And these were thoughts that I was having while I was in jail watching the Broncos win the Super Bowl. And so, you know, it's, it's not the woe is me card. Um, obviously I understood what I needed to work on, not exactly in the moment, but afterwards, but it was always the, what about her? Like, what about her? You know, did I possibly put her on a trajectory where she may never trust her partner, may never have kids or what have you, you know, I don't know. No. So that, that I beat myself up a lot about that, but, but again, I, I love what you mentioned, RJ. It's, we don't have all the answers. We're still learning. And this is not a perfect journey. And that's part of being an adult and getting older is realizing that you don't have all the answers that you're going to still make mistakes. Um, don't, it's not worth it to fall back into something that doesn't a doesn't help or B doesn't, it, it gives you like right now, it gives you right now. You can forget, you can forget everything, but you're going to wake up Mm -hmm. feeling even worse. You're going to, you can't stay in that forever. Um, Right. Yeah. You may not be able to forgive yourself because of the picture of the person that you have in your head, but you can do more to make tomorrow better, to be a better person tomorrow. And that's why we say what we say at the end of the podcast, being better tomorrow, we'll try. Because that's all, we, all you can do as a person is try. Like, as soon as you stop trying, as soon as you give up, that's when you're, that's when it's done. And it, it, as soon as you give up, that's when it's hardest to get somewhere else. Mm. Obviously you to stand back up. Yeah. It, it, don't let yourself get to that position, please. Uh, AA reach out to one of us. We could try to try to find some help for you. Uh, we could try to fi- help you find a therapist, some help you find um, ways to be able to afford a therapist. If you, if you're having issues with that, Uh, there are grants, there are are ways that we can, we would be able to help you even though it's not our profession. Um, You know, this, this isn't our full-time job. This is our part-time job. That's why you see us going (laughs) at bits and pieces. Like, uh, you know, my setup, like, uh, you know, I was at a little, like, you know, little coffee table doing everything. Um, You know, we started as audio and moved up to right video. Now things are starting to get more and more and things start to snowball, but um, we really do want to help people. That's why we did this. That's why we are here. Um, we want to. So if you are feeling really far down, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Please. Reach out to us. You can find us, all our information's down there, untapped keg, everything. Um, just, you know, hope, hope is the strongest emotion and like, don't try to do it. alone. Yes, absolutely. You you don't have to do it alone. You don't, you don't have to do this alone. Uh, And I know it's easier said than done. It takes a lot of courage to reach out. Um, 
I can just promise you our reaction to you reaching out will be one of gratitude and be one of, you know, we will be congratulating you for taking that step because it's not an easy one. We will not be judgmental um, at all. I think we kind of proved that with uh, the gentleman who asked us some pretty tough questions, some the questions that can appear confrontational, but we always come with the approach of we don't have all the answers, so we're trying to learn. <laughs> so we encourage you to reach out to us because you don't have to do this by yourself. Um, we're we're gonna just we're gonna approach every single question, every single topic with grace, and want to learn and grow with you. That's just what this is all about. Period. Yeah, I think that's. Your your very your last uh, line there is so important, and we've we talked about that in our trailer, and uh, we've talked yeah. about that a lot. Like we are here to learn and grow with you. Um, yeah, that's part yeah. of learning and growing. You can go only go so far by yourselves. Like you need okay. other people to help you learn and to help you grow even more because. If you only stay in your bubble, if you only stay in your what what you're comfortable with, you're gonna stunt your growth. You're not gonna grow yeah. as far and wide as you should. Um sometimes the greatest learning experiences, not just sometimes, but generally, the greatest learning experiences are something that makes you feel uncomfortable going to, right? Emotions. Family. Emotions, family, mm. uh Oh, failure. Massive. Actually, failure. 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 Absolutely. Failure. <laughs> failure is such a better teacher than winning. Absolutely. I think that, that's what all good coaches would tell you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that falling off the wagon is a is is could be one heck of a learning experience. Feeling down and out one day. But then trying to work yourself through that emotion because now we don't have that drug to numb it. Now we have to face the music. So actually facing it, facing that emotion, facing why you're feeling a certain way. And if you do come to terms with what it is, maybe thinking about a past mistake, face that, work yourself through it. That's courage. That's strength. That's taking a step forward in the right direction. That's growth. No matter how little or big it is, it's growth. If anybody Absolutely. comes to you today, if anybody comes to you today or tomorrow, um, and it's funny being on this recovery journey, you, you will come across people who that's just, unfortunately, that's just life. People who believe as if, you know, their SHIT doesn't stink um, as if they have everything in order. It's, you can also learn from that as well, too. Um, understanding that, you are no longer thinking that way. You understand that this is a journey. You understand that there's some imperfections that you're trying to create or excuse me, trying to correct and continuously working towards a better life. That's courage. That's strength. <laughs> I think that's too, being in recovery and having that foresight and that knowledge, you can ha- develop, and I'm talking from personal experience here, um, a little bit of arrogance that you are approaching things like from a growth perspective, but really, really you might just be like feeling 
oh, you're you you're a better person than that person because you don't make people feel like crap, but mm. it isn't necessarily true. Uh, so being able to humble yourself and see when that's happening, right? Um, that's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to come to. Um, and I'm not saying that I always do it because I don't, I make situations worse too. Uh, not by, uh, not because I mean to, but because even though I do have a little bit of self-confidence, self-esteem issues, I do sometimes have a little bit of pride, which can obviously lead to a little bit of, uh, arrogance and, and lead to lead to some problems with people who think that arrogance is such a big problem. So hmm. that's something to watch out for. Pitfalls. Yeah. Pitfalls. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. We all, man, listen, anybody tuning in maybe for the first time, <laughs> you are witnessing us working through our troubles. You're witnessing us working through life. Life is to some a series of unfortunate events, to others, God's plan. Whichever way you take it, either way, you have to grow and you have to learn. Some people would say, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know <laughs> well, that, what you're going to get. Speaking of chocolates, today is Easter. We do wish everybody a happy Easter. Um, be safe, be smart. And again, if it's too triggering for you to be around family, if, because if there's going to be alcohol and or drugs, um, take care of yourself, take care of your recovery journey, take care of your sobriety. Um, because you know how you are without it. So you must protect it. Yeah. That's, uh, really good point that you make. So we kind of buried the lead on this show. Um, really appreciate your kind words. Yeah, we, we do appreciate that, Carrie. We're thankful that you're here too. (laughs) Uh, You helped to make this podcast better with your comments. So, um, so we kind of buried the lead in the show today for anybody who did not catch Thursday night stream. I shaved the beard off. No. <laughs> I got the handlebar mustache. It's opening day. Should be a national holiday. Uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals won, and then they turned around and lost. Um, that happens. It's a long season. Um, let's talk about things with it being a holiday with the... Uh, with it mm-hmm. being with it being a holiday and chocolate and positives. Let let's start with uh something that has been positive with you lately. Oh, I love this one. I love this one Thank so you, Gary. so I do like the stash too. My wife comes around <laughs> on it after about the fourth day too. Um something positive in my life. Um So me and my son's mother, we have a, we have a, we have a good parenting, co-parenting relationship. Um, because of that, obviously us not being together, 
Um, you know, we always worry. Um, so parents are worrying how your bond is going to be with your child now that you're not together with their, um, you know, biological other parent. And I must say, in the last two three months, my bond with my son it was never bad. Bond was always great, but again, there's always room for improvement. It could always be better. Um, you know, he's getting older now, and we're really starting to really starting to mold. Um, which is such a wonderful feeling. It honestly is. Um, honestly, one of the greatest feelings. And again, we've always had a great relationship, um, but it's just awesome now watching him get older and watching him under really understand who I am in his life. And, uh, and, and he's teaching me so much. Um, I understand now what parents mean by that. Your kids could teach you patience. Your kids teach you, um, just better ways of maybe explaining things. Um, and obviously I think that just comes with the patience. And, and so I think it's just a wonderful experience uh, for both of us just witness. And that being me and my son to witness this growth together. Um, so that's been a huge positive in my life recently. What about yourself? Um, well, you went to a place I wasn't expecting you to. So, <laughs> I'm going to start I'm going to start with uh, watching my youngest personality. Uh He's such a goofball. He is such a goofball. And you could I told you you could just 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 put a camera on him. <laughs> like Constantly. all day. I mean, when he goes to eat something, he's a year and a half. He eats more than my 3-year-old. He eats more than my partner, and some days he eats more than me, right? Um and when he goes to eat, he goes to eat his eggs this morning. He grabs them, pulls them up, and <laughs> nom, 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 just starts eating. And he's like, this is how you're supposed to eat, right? This is, there's nothing weird about this. Uh, he's funny. He is he's funny. He's such a character. But he's funny. You know, it's, it's fun having baseball back. It's fun listening to Bob Euchre call Brewer games. Uh, but like, it's been a lot of fun this weekend playing, uh, you know, video games with friends, with yeah. you, with our other right. friend, uh, mm-hmm. playing Outriders. Yeah, it's gory. It's not for kids. Don't let kids play it. But right. it's fun when you get a new game and you, and it's fun to play with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on, I know I have not been on the last two nights, but, uh, if you are on tonight, let me know. Cause I, 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 I actually do like the game. I do wish it was PVP, which for those who don't know, it was that player versus player. Unfortunately, right now it's just player versus computer. Um, but it is very hard. It's a very difficult game, which is, which is the exciting part. It is the exciting part. Um, yeah, that, that, what else you got? that is fun. But then like, uh, you know, going back with that to like a game like Ratchet and Clank, which, just brings back those that childhood fun of why you fell in love with video games. It's simple, um, but it, it's just it's a joy to play. It's joyful. It, just because something simple doesn't mean it's not fun. Um, mm. You know, just like that ball with the cup on a string, and you like flip it up and you catch it in there. Like you know, the simplest thing in the world, but it's pretty fun to play. You just keep doing it. Next thing you know, it's two hours later. Mm. Uh, but then. <clears throat> Yeah, that's been it's been a lot of fun doing that. 
and getting um just play you know playing with the kids when i can and yeah well hopefully hopefully everybody's having a good time at work we're getting to the point end of the pandemic so i hope everybody's able to right find a job i hope that there hasn't been too many outside stressors even though i know that there is but i hope that they've been easier to cope with so another thing i want to mention man this is this is credit towards you i um another positive in my life is this podcast is this everything all in untapped keg now being an umbrella of all that we do um, it's a huge positive in my life because I think for one, it, it's holding me accountable, more accountable than I was in the past. And again, I, I've, I've, I've been accountable, but again, now this, <laughs> this holds you to it, um, which is a good positive in my life and being consistent as well, too, is a huge positive in my life. Um, and then also getting to learn more about you. Obviously you've been in my life for 12 years now. Yep. 12 years now. I think um, so. I don't know. I'd have to ask I'd have to ask Ashley for the right. uh, correct number, but that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Getting obviously to learn more about you. You know, you're obviously the brother that I never had. So it's it's getting to learn more about you, getting to learn more about the recovery journey. And honestly, you have been um you've been doing a lot with Untapped Keg. Uh you've most definitely been been kind of carrying the torch. <laughs> with this uh and so i'm thankful and that's a huge positive in my life man just wanted to share that thank you do not have to share it back if you don't thank want you to for I, I, those I, kind I, words you know <laughs> you, you and i got into it a little bit uh when was that thir- thursday <laughs> and then everybody's like are you two okay and we're like that was just like brothers going at it we're perfectly fine right. like it's it's that's literally what it's like I was uh, oh I was one hundred percent okay. What do you text me? I was like I was like <laughs> yeah. After but at, at the moment we're about to wring each other's neck. <laughs> I was out. I was, you know. So those listening, I still have those days where we I, all have those days. I'm, I'm minimizing them, but those days <laughs> where I'm a little bit more on edge, where a shot of vodka or whatever would be something I would go to in the past to kind of take the edge off. But now I have to face those emotions. So it's a great example. Great example. And (laughs) you have been eating better as well. So like, I have problems when it comes to that. Like for the most part, I want to eat better. So I want to try to cut. Mm -hmm. We've talked about our sugar cravings before. I want to cut those out and uh, be a little bit healthier. But when I have those cravings, like for a shot or something, I get a Mountain Dew. And a little Debbie. That's nice. what I do. And that's how that's how I take the edge off a little bit. And then <laughs> I feel guilty about eating the little Debbie. So then I drink a little bit more Mountain Dew. And then I feel guilty about drinking the Mountain Dew. But at least it's not alcohol. You know, you need a little something, something to take that edge off. So harm reduction. That's harm what reduction. I do. <laughs> that's called, called harm reduction. It's uh your partner, your kids, me, my parents, my son. My sisters would rather have a fat RJ than a dead RJ or a RJ in his alcohol induced heydays. We'd rather have, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're fat. I'm just saying, obviously, oh. the intake of sugar. Oh, my brother, would my brother <laughs> would, uh, 
be like we would those double chins right now. We would rap. Look at look at my look at my face. I can't I can't lose weight in my face. But you know what I mean. We That's would the last thing that you always lose weight in. So <laughs> right? just keep on your keto yeah. and you'll get there. Well, we, my point is, okay, of course, I'm not calling you fat, but we would rather you chow down on Debbie's in Mountain Dew than taking shots of <laughs> chow, chow down uh, on Debbie's. Huh? Yeah. So <laughs> harm reduction. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's so. Do you have anything that you do like when you're feeling like that, that you can go to to help with your stress? I'm, a, like, I'm an emotional Sometimes, leader. sometimes <laughs> like if I have softball that night, I will look yeah. forward to that and that's what I'll do. But um, okay. is there anything that you yeah. have that you kind of maybe like some guilty pleasures? Ooh. Yeah. I, I, mine's a little weird, <laughs> but I, I'm an, emo- well, the emotional eating is not something that people aren't, aren't, don't understand. I'm a, I'm a huge emotional eater. Um, so if I'm feeling stressed, I will recognize that I'm eating a lot, eating a lot. And I'll be three, four meals in and then I'm realizing why I'm eating so much. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I got something coming up in two days. <laughs> I got something coming up in three days. Um, but what I like to do in those moments when that stress is super high, I like to watch. I, re- I like to watch like lifetime shows. Like, you know what I mean when I talk about like the lifetime feel show? good shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously the lifetime shows are all the same. You know, it's obviously familial issues that are going on. Do you mean person. like the murder ones or do you mean like the rom-coms ones? I don't, I'm not sure what that means. The rom-com. What is that? Like what is romantic that, what is that comedies. Oh, no, no, not much. So much romantic. Com- I guess kind of, kind yeah. of, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that is the category that you would place it under, but I kind of like to just be by myself, eat and watch watch a, a feel good show okay that okay. i can just, in in lifetimes usually some have happy endings some don't but even if they don't i still like watching them i don't know why it's a guilty pleasure or it's a, you should, <laughs> you you just, should watch the notebook is what you should watch um can't do it that's too that's, that's too okay, romantic okay. i can't i can't what about have you seen role models yes see i like that I like stuff like that. <laughs> what about I Love You, Man? Uh, I think I've seen that. Is that dude from Ant-Man? Yeah, Paul Rudd and yep. Jason Segel. Yep, I've seen that. So that that that's the stuff. You're on track. Like How to like, Lose a Guy uh, in 10 Days. Forgetting like Sarah that. Marshall, that used to be my go-to movie. Like that's when I was movie. feeling really <laughs> down, I would go to like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now it's, first dates. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That is a really good one too. Any Adam Sandler, any Happy Madison production hmm. is really. Know. I don't know what I go to now. What is my go to Happy movie? Madison? What is this? Is it Billy Madison production? No, Billy it's ha- it's Happy. It's Happy right? Madison. Happy. Yeah, because Billy Madison is the movie, right? And then can Happy Gilmore is the other movie, so he combines ah, those two. Nice, but yeah, Adam Sandler movies. I love watching Big Daddy. So yeah, those are. Those are my. That's those are good. I like that. What about um? Have you watched the Justice League yet? The Snyder Cut. But no, I have, I'm still 16 minutes I haven't in. Either. I haven't. You got to really, you got to really commit. You need to, to watch the Falcon hours. and the Winter Soldier, though. It's I'll watch. What is it on? Three Disney Plus. Three episodes oh. in. 
of six episode season. Oh, oh that's sorry, a six... really good one, Carrie. Carrie said her favorite Adam Sandler's Bulletproof. I don't think I've ever seen it. With uh, uh, is that Damon Wayne's? Damon Wayne's right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, Carrie. Sixteen minutes in exactly. <laughs> I stopped it exactly at sixteen minutes, and I'm like, I don't know if I got enough time. You don't got enough. That's the thing is, it's gonna take me eight <laughs> hours to watch that movie. <laughs> Yeah, especially with two kids running That's around. That's what I'm too. saying. And then I'll have to <laughs> rewind because I miss a part. It's like, so I'm trying to four hours. I need to I need to break it up into four nights. Do one hour at a time. Nice. That's what I need to do. That's that's true. That's true. But uh, but yeah, it's again what we're essentially talking about is we're learning more about ourselves, and instead of turning to alcohol to numb that emotion that we don't want to experience. Now you have to face it. And now you have to figure out a way to combat it. But in order to figure that out, you got to learn about yourself. What do you like to do? What is something that you can do? And again, I necessarily even wouldn't even count, you know, I'm looking for something else because, you know, watching something, it, it want to do something like hands-on, but what is something that you can do that kind of, Allows for you to have that escape, but it's a healthy escape. You know, escaping into a puzzle, escaping into a book, escaping into a series, um, Netflix series or something. Yeah. It's a healthy escape. There's no wrong answers. Whatever you do, gardening, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, whatever yeah. hobby you pick up. So... You you have a lot of time now, a lot of time, and eventually Indeed. the energy does come back for a little bit until you decide to have two kids in less than two years, <laughs> and then you lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's go ahead and end this bad boy. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you for listening to this. We appreciate. This was a good one. We appreciate you getting through the serious topics that we had um, yeah. to get to those fun topics at the end. And uh, yeah, A10, Bing Cortana, Carrie, we appreciate you, Carrie. Appreciate all your honesty and feedback yes. in the chat. Commander Root, go with him. Lurks and Medroute. Medroute? Medroute? Medroute. Appreciate mm. you guys for tuning in. Um, find us at Untap Keg on everything. Uh, TikTok has been pretty good recently. YouTube, all podcast services posting later today. And um, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we don't make it, we tried. Everybody will have a good week. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.